3: The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. You. This is Duck Inside. This is Duck Inside. Inside on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25, 20. How about the he, he will score. Holy <laughs> That's a feed. They will not get it. He makes the grab. Yes. But a bullet throw. What oh, a bullet throw from her. Oh, no. I'm Welcome to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. A jam packed show
4: today, full of interviews. We've got three different head coaches joining us on the show today. Going to be a fun one. Your Facebook comments and questions over the course of the show today as we get ready for the Eugene Regional for Oregon Softball Thursday, Friday, and Saturday here at Jane Sanders Stadium. It will be an awesome event. Uh, Mike White undefeated in regional games as the head coach of the Ducks. It's a streak that I would imagine doesn't come to an end anytime soon. Knock on wood. Because the Ducks have prepared so well in all of these situations. We'll talk about that with head coach Mike White coming up in just a little while. We'll break down that bracket for you. Cat Mertz, head coach Oregon soccer, is going to join us as well. Because the spring season is coming to a close for the Oregon soccer team. And they've got a friendly against the Mexico U-20 national team at 4 o'clock on Saturday at Papé Field. Admission is free, by the way. What a way to end your spring season against the U-20 national team from Mexico. An outstanding event. Hope that fans will be able to come out and see this Mexico U-20 team that is preparing for the World Cup. Yeah, Ducks are hosting that team. The Ducks even have two U-20 national team members who could be called up to World Cup rosters. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a little while. Brandy's got the DJ going today. More on that coming up in a little while. Mike White, head coach, Oregon softball, joins us after Coach Mertz. And Allison Silverio, excuse me, head coach, Oregon women's tennis Will join us coming up uh, about 30 minutes from now on the show. Men's Golf Regionals continuing. Casey Martin's squad uh, was in the top six yesterday. They need to continue to be in the top six the next two days if they would like to advance to the national championship round out of the regionals. I think it's going to be fun to see what Norman Zhang does as an individual as well. It's not just the team for men's golf. It's also the individual in Norman Zhang that could do something pretty special for the Ducks this year. Oregon baseball getting ready to head to UCLA. I will be with them down in the sunny, sunny Southern California. Though, looking at the forecast, it's only supposed to be like 70 degrees oh, in Los Angeles. Wham. Yeah. The days that were there, it's not supposed to be 70. It's supposed to be like 85. That it's, sounds better to me. It's warmer here than there. That's normal, though, isn't it? On the East Coast. It? That's normal. It's summertime here, so yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting series, though, because the Ducks, I think, have a real good chance to finish strong here for Oregon baseball down the stretch. Probably still on the outside looking in in postseason, but the Ducks get something done here. I think, one, it builds towards next year, and two, the Pac-12 is just beating itself to death right now. Uh, It's probably only a three-bid league for baseball this year. That's saying something. That really is saying something. Pac-12 has got to get something done in terms of getting more teams into the postseason for baseball. Maybe a conference tournament is the answer. We'll probably talk about that over the course of the next, oh, few weeks as we close in on the finale of Duck Insider for this year. That softball bracket, though, with the Ducks Regional getting going on Thursday. BYU and Drake will start the Eugene Regional at 3 o'clock on Thursday at Jane Sanders Stadium. There are still some standing room-only tickets available. GoDucks.com. Get your tickets for the Oregon Softball Regional. Well, with that in mind, with the the regional starting on Thursday, I know that uh, that's kind of a rough time frame. But the Ducks game isn't until 5.30 at the earliest against Albany. So that gives you just enough time to get out of work, maybe just wear your Duck gear to work that day. Get on down to Jane Sanders Stadium. Ducks will be in action at 5.30 against Albany. Talking with Coach White in his office today, and you'll hear our conversation coming up in just a little while. He said, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot out there on Albany. So it's going to be just more about the Ducks, ultimately. Well, now with BYU and Drake, though, Drake's got a very good pitcher. Mike White says that she throws hard. And BYU's a team that knows Oregon. They've been to the Eugene Regional a few times in the last five years. So with BYU coming to Eugene as well, that's a team that knows Oregon. Had two head coaches know each other. They used to play professionally together. So we'll see. What happens with this regional? On paper, Oregon should win every game and should advance. The schedule for the regional would pit the two winners in the first game on Friday. So the Ducks will probably be in the first game on Friday, should they be lucky enough to continue to advance. And then the championship will be played on Saturday. Full schedule available on GoDucks.com. Worth pointing out, though, that Oregon is undefeated under Mike White in regional games, and it's been, I mentioned at the start of the show, because the Ducks have prepared really well. And I think that what Coach White said about how the Ducks have gotten ready for regional games in the past and how they're continuing to do that now this year, basically I asked him some of the keys to continuing to be successful in regionals. His answer might actually surprise you. And we talked about the mentality of this team and what the team has meant, honestly, to, or what I should say the team has gotten out of previous years and how they can translate that to some success this year. If Oregon wins, the Ducks would play at 3 o'clock on Friday. If they win that game, they would then go and play at 4 o'clock on Saturday. That's the schedule ahead. Elsewhere in the bracket, I think that there are some... (laughs) interesting matchups in the Lexington Regional. And remember, if Oregon wins in the Eugene Regional, they would play the winner in the Super Regionals of the Lexington Regional. That's Kentucky. Michigan is in that bracket. If I were a betting man, I would say Michigan advances out of the Lexington Regional, not the host Kentucky. I like Michigan there. There's my upset bid for you. I think that's a tough regional, for sure. So I like Michigan to potentially face the Ducks. Then I also think it's going to be really fascinating to see UCLA as the three seed potentially face the number 14 seed, Arizona. That would be the super regional matchup if everything goes chalk. Florida State and LSU, the 6 versus 11. I probably would take the host teams there. And in the 9 versus 8, South Carolina against Arizona State, potentially if everything goes according to plan. Though Arizona State's got a tough one in Ole Miss. Ole Miss, pretty good team out of the SEC. Would not surprise me if Arizona State has some trouble with Ole Miss. And Long Beach State, pretty good team from the West Coast that's in the Tempe Regional as well. We'll break down that softball bracket more, give you some matchups to watch. But coming up, Cat Mertz, head coach of Oregon soccer, is going to join us. Tell us about that friendly matchup between the Ducks and the Mexican U-20 team. Should be cool for Oregon this weekend, the spring finale at Pape Field. Kat Mertz, head coach, Oregon soccer. Our guest next, Mike White coming up. Allison Silverio, head coach, Oregon women's tennis, joining us on the show today as well. Back with more Duck Insider after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products. Joel,
5: it's called the Toxic-Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic-Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from
1: harmful chemicals. Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The law in you is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer.
3: More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
6: Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip.
3: Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org.
4: You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the
3: drama for the racetrack. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.
4: Well, it's almost fall. Almost. And Cap Mertz, head coach of Oregon <laughs> Soccer, joins us. Was Tuesday your regular day? I think Monday was your regular day in the fall. Is that right? Yeah, coming Monday. on the show.
2: Yep, it was Monday. Right. So, but, so we uh, missed it
4: by by twenty four hours. Yeah,
2: but uh, I think next year it'll be Tuesday. Our, our schedules changed. So. Okay, so we're
4: going back to to the Tuesday routine. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> the point is that when Cat Merch joins us, for me, it's sunny outside. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that it's August, that yeah. all of a sudden the fall is here. But, in fact, you guys are just finishing up your spring season, a pretty exciting matchup coming up on Saturday that I want to talk to you about. The Mexican U-20 team mm-hmm. is coming to town. That's pretty cool.
2: It is. I mean, we've had a really good spring uh, so far. Uh, You know, we're undefeated, knock on wood. Um, Have had, uh, you know, an opportunity to play everyone on our roster. And so that has been um, great. You know, uh, two freshmen that didn't see a lot of minutes in the fall. Um, Both have a goal this spring. And so, you know, MJ Irving scored against Oregon State. And uh, True Didasco just scored against Portland State. So uh, absolutely having some fun. But, you know, we sit down in the winter and – we we talk about what do we need for the spring you know what kind of games and it's a little tough you know you you can't fly as of right now uh, next year you can oh that's um, changing but you can't miss any school okay. so you know you put down a five-hour radius and you play the same schools over and over and over again and so um I was like coach Manny let's, uh, let's turn over some leaves we gotta <laughs> we gotta do something and sure enough um you know coach Manny was able to Uh, get a hold of the U-20 Mexican national team and invite them up and they said yes. We were like, yeah! Yeah. Do you you need a return? Because we'll go back. Yeah, Um, Exactly. But uh, yeah, so they're coming up, and and they in, in the past have usually gone to Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. They have a good connection with them, and uh, that didn't work out this year, and so it worked out in our favor. Um, and they are the reigning CONCACAF uh, U20 champions, and so they beat the U.S. in the CONCACAF final. And um,
4: so they're pretty good. They're
2: pretty good, yeah. and <laughs> and they're you know the World Cup is in. Uh, the end of July um, going through August and so they're gonna be yeah yeah they're in full form right now
4: so they're I I was gonna say this isn't just a friendly for them Mm -mm. this is Mm full-on getting ready for a World Cup run Mm -hmm. and sounds like if they're pretty good. So how, how do you beat them? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, the good news is uh, Manny was actually down in Trinidad-Tobago and during the CONCACAF oh. uh, tournament, and he is a scout for the U-20 team for the U.S. Gotcha. And so he has tons of film and breakdown. And, oh, man. Uh, but, you know, we don't want to overload our players with that. We still want to focus on the things that we've been focusing on as a team um, but, you know, I, I know Mexico, they're coming and playing us on Saturday. Um, they're playing Portland State on Monday. Oh, wow. And then they're going to play um, – it was going to be Oregon State on Wednesday, but um, the numbers didn't work out for our OSU, and so Western Oregon's going to step in and play. So, nice. uh, you know, I remember back in the day when I was with the 20s, um, those training camps and preparing for the World Cup. So they'll probably be trying some new things. They'll probably be, you know, messing around with some starting lineups. Uh, but they are – their front attacking group, uh, Joey Mack, you're going to have some fun watching. Okay. Well, you <laughs> might be in softball, though. Softball is at the same time. I'll but. actually
4: be with baseball in L.A. Oh, so I'll be tuning into the okay. Pac-12 live stream from afar. Okay. Four okay. o'clock on Saturday for – The uh, (laughs) – can I call it a friendly? I mean, see, that's always been my thing in soccer. You always call it a friendly. Mm -hmm. Is it really a friendly?
2: I know. I mean, yeah, it's a friendly. We both don't want, um, you know, the goal is to be healthy at the end of the game. All right, you don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want anyone to get hurt. And, you know, they're preparing for the World Cup, and we're preparing for the fall season. So, definitely – we don't need any cheap fouls. Fair
4: enough. Oregon mm-hmm. soccer head coach Kat Mertz, our guest, uh, talking about the spring season finale, four o'clock on Saturday, Papé Field, free admission mm-hmm. to watch the Ducks take on the Mexican U twenty national team. You got a couple uh, potential World Cuppers yourself mm-hmm. too on the U twenty, and one for USA, one for Canada. That yep. has to be a pretty cool competition yep. for them to see then, too.
2: We do. I mean, you know, Hannah Taylor uh, was actually down in Trinidad Tobago during the Concacaf tournament, and unfortunately, Canada did not qualify. Uh, But she's a starting center back, a captain for the U-20 team. Um, You know, Hannah's been in with the 17s, the 20s, and even the full national team, uh, the Canadian full team. And so, um, you know, this spring against Oregon State was the first game that I actually saw in person with Hannah. And I was like, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Uh, She's, uh, you know, our back line as a whole, um, I'm really, really – and just having a lot of fun working with them. Um, you know, we changed some things as staff, and I'm like, L- give me the backs. You know, I want I want to be able to work with these players. And then, you know, Chardonnay Coran, um, she is in the hunt. You know, I mean, I think that's really cool for me to see uh, <clears throat> she's been invited in. It was a late add-in, and then she made the most of it, you know, and I think – uh, all the uh, 20s coaches are like, hmm, who is Char? And so she's been in since November with the 20s, the 18s, and the 19s. She's been to France. She's been to Switzerland. Um, she's been down to the Home Depot Center, um, Carson. Um, she's been to Chula Vista, and Everywhere. just re- yeah, she really is. And and it's it's really fun to see, um, you know, her kind of her professionalism. You know, it's like whoa, you know, she came here. Her goal was to play soccer for Oregon. And she started every game her freshman year. Then her goal is to wear the badge on her chest, and here she is, um, you know, since coming to Oregon and been in three different age groups. And so, that's cool. you know, as a coaching staff, we're just, you know, we couldn't be more proud. I mean, the same thing with Marissa Everett being involved with the 20s and 23s. She's a little age out um, for the 20s now, but you know, all these players that come in and develop, and I think that's the most important thing when we come in as a coaching staff. Is that when you come in as a freshman? By the time you graduate as a senior, you're going to grow as a player. You're going to grow as a as a soccer player on and off the field, and it's great to see the development.
4: What's the team looking like though? I mean, you mentioned you're undefeated in the spring, <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. far so good.
2: So far so good. You know, we um, it should be a great fall. We've got a rising senior class that. Um, you know these are the the babies I've known these for these players almost seven years now these are all my first recruits that we sat down in their homes and offices and said you know we want players to come in that want to beat UCLA that want to beat Stanford that want to have a chip on their shoulder and come in and do something special um, and leave a mark leave a legacy Um, you know push this program to the NCAA tournament and be the first you know team in program history and um, it's a really cool group of rising seniors they're really mellow um, you know not much really phases them they don't get too bent out of shape if there's some adversity and you know I always say that you know a championship team they're going to go through some sort of adversity during the season sure there's something right you've been in sports in a long time you know that something happens pops up during the middle of the season that coaching staff's like whoa What happened?
4: Now what do we do? Yeah.
2: And, you know, those championship teams take that adversity and they go with it. They roll with it. They don't let that adversity bend their team out of shape. And I think we're in a really good spot here with some hungry freshmen and you know, those sophomores and juniors are just really in a really good spot right now. and having a lot of fun working with them.
4: Well, and last year, uh, we talked often about you guys facing the injury bug for mm-hmm. adversity. I mm-hmm. mean, it m- must be nice now that more and more players, you mentioned one of them, getting healthier, right? That helps too, doesn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we took a knock uh, last weekend. So Of course. Yeah. <laughs> There's your adversity um, for the spring. Right, right. <laughs> so we... Uh, uh taylor corotta will be out for the fall she did her acl so um she's gonna get surgery here in a little bit and uh, it was a non-contact injury Um, kind. yeah you know so disappointing for taylor but uh you know we we've been selling the dream of her coming back and being a, a fifth year senior when we really need some leadership because we graduate you know nine seniors and we bring in nine baby ducks, and so uh, that class, 2019 class, is very talented. I think it's probably one of our best recruiting classes since I've been here. Uh, but they're baby, they're young. They they need some you know, they need some loving. So sure. uh, we definitely um, need that. But it'll be a smaller roster for the fall. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. We've got 27 on our roster. Um, Taylor just went down, so that's 26, three field players. So it'll be nice. It'll be nice.
4: All right, I have to ask then, what's the rest of the schedule look like? I mean, you, you finish up your spring season mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. Again, the Mexican U-20 team is in town to take on the Ducks. Pape Field, free admission Saturday at 4 o'clock to the spring season finale for the Ducks. Then what do you do? What comes after that?
2: Well, next week uh, we have one more week of uh, of training. Uh, we'll do some physical testing, some fitness testing. It's the girls' favorite part. Uh, <laughs> but I, I always laugh, and I'm like, "You guys picked a sport where you run, you a know, a lot. A lot. Uh, you know, our outside backs average seven to nine miles a game, like."
4: That's ridiculous. Eh, So,
2: you know, we we need to figure out, you know, what we did well and what what worked and where our fitness level is so we can give them a plan of action to kind of conquer for the summer. And then after that, take some some time off, Um, you know, take a little break from each other, uh, take a little break, uh, focus on those academics. Um, you know, our players did a great job in the winter term. I think our team GPA was at 3.54. So uh, I think it was the best that we've been um, so far. And so our, our, our players are really dialed into the academics. And then the summer is so short. You know, they get out June 15th and we start back up July 31st. Yeah. Um,
4: you guys are always the first ones to get yeah. going every fall. Well,
2: football got us last year. They were really early last year.
4: Yeah, with the new rule change that yeah. was a week earlier than normal. Okay. So it, it's going it's back usu- to normal. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah it, usually we're the first one on campus and I'm like, what's going on with football? Yeah. It um, is
4: changing for next year. For those okay. of you that are wondering, normally it's like soccer starts yeah. and then you guys have what, about two weeks of practice for yeah, your first game. If that,
2: August 17th is our first game.
4: Football last year had five weeks because mm. they cut down on the two-a-days
3: uh, and that was the
4: difference. Now they're kind of realizing that it was maybe a little too early for football and yeah. they've moved it back. Official start date. Still to come, but yeah. it's going to be a little more normal feeling, I think.
2: <laughs> well, it, it's great. I mean, I, I think the open weekend for us, we have two teams that went to the tournament. Stony Brook won their conference and went to the NCAA tournament and Clemson on Sunday. Um, and I believe, you know, we have season tickets on sale mm-hmm. that we have a discount rate right now if you buy them early Um, And then we're also uh, at the game on Saturday, going to raffle off um, some tickets. So, uh, you know, and we've got a great schedule for the fall. You know, we got uh, Tony Brook, Clemson, and we go out and we travel to Nebraska. And we play Nebraska and Kansas. And and funny fact, uh, volleyball is going to be out there that same weekend. So that's going to be awesome. So hopefully we can go watch one of their games. I
4: heard that from Lisa Peterson Mm -hmm. last week. And I said, so Lisa, are they on the same flight? She's like. (laughs) I don't know, actually, yeah. <laughs> but there's potential.
2: We, we're we looking into, yeah, some all, all different options, you know. That's cool, um, though. Charter, not charter, and uh, so we'll figure that out. But um, That's awesome, yeah. though, when
4: you get those sorts of trips that just line up that way, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, it it has to be kind of a fun extra experience for mm-hmm. going on the road.
2: We did. We did a couple of years ago. We went to Cal, and the same time our volleyball team was out there, yeah. and we took a group of players to watch the game, and, nice. and that was fun. Um, get them out of the hotel room and, you know, they get to cheer on the players they know and their teammates and their colleagues. So, but yeah, I mean, this game on Saturday night should be a fun game. If you can't get a duck softball ticket, you can come on over the park, uh, watch some football. Um, but the Mexican team is so talented. They're crafty. Um, you know, they'll do things off the ball that um, you will be like, Whoa, you know, I mean, just their, their soccer IQ, um, is really fun to watch, uh, and I think anytime you have an opportunity to play an international match, it's completely different. I mean, it's just the savviness of the game, um, and just the way they play, and, and it should be a lot of fun. Can to watch. be quite
4: the learning experience for your team. Then
2: absolutely. I mean, when we went to China, um, when we played the the two Chinese teams, it was this one team had two front runners. They played in a four four two, and the two front runners, they were just kind of toying with their backs, really? and it was for me as a coach, I was like. Dang, that was so good. It was, it was fun to watch how they kind of sat on the backside shoulder and would kind of go asleep and then center back and be like, wait, wait, where'd they go? You know? And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you kind of play a cat and mouse game, you know, as a forward and a defender. And um, so it should be fun. I think there should be a, a good atmosphere. Coach manny has been working on um, just making sure that we have a, a good crowd. And it seems like there's going to be some people out here that are pretty curious about the game.
4: There's uh there's definitely a buzz about mm-hmm. it. Uh, it, like like you said, though, it was unfortunate with the way the schedule for yeah, softball worked I <laughs> out. I was, I was really hoping that softball would end up with, you know, like the evening yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It would be a good kind of two-parter, if yeah. you would, but – it's all is, good. It's it all good. It it's, it's all also good. Not on everyone the can livestream. go
2: to softball, so it's true. You know, you want to come out and um, you know, watch it and match. It should be a fun
4: match. I'll Four o'clock be. Saturday, Pape Field. Admission is free to watch the Ducks take on the Mexican U twenty national team. Uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Also available on the Pac twelve live stream. That's how I will be tuning in. All right, because uh, we'll be down in Los Angeles. Right about that time, uh, hopefully wrapping up Oregon baseball, winning against UCLA. Is
2: it UCLA? Okay. yeah, it's the uh, Bruins.
4: The Bruins, 4 o'clock on Friday, 1.30 Saturday.
2: All right. Well, let's go Ducks. All right. Let's well, hey, go.
4: Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, we, we set this up on short notice, and coaches are the busiest people on the face of the planet. So I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time uh, on short notice to come on and chat about it. And before you know it, it's going to be the fall. We'll be uh, talking. I can't well. wait. Really, it'll be the summer. We'll I be talking to wait. you in August.
1: I
2: can't wait. We're so we're so pumped for this season. So we're pretty excited.
4: Kavertz, head mm-hmm. coach, Oregon soccer. We'll catch up with you regularly in the fall.
2: All right, we'll do. Go we're Ducks. gonna get a break.
4: Uh, come back uh, when we return. Mike White, head coach, Oregon softball, joins us right after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
3: i Q. I'm talking Memphis B oh. B Q. The Memphis. Memphis Barbecue yeah. Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. Yeah. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ. The Memphis Barbecue Thick yeah. Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up.
1: For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants, yeah.
5: it's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out. Giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, On Point does everything we can to help our team win. Giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender.
3: This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG. America's home for college sports.
0: Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting.
1: You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you a it's spiritual?
5: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
1: Oh. B. Find the positives.
5: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
1: Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov.
4: Back on Duck Insider, presented by on Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack here with you. Yeah, I said we were going to hear from head coach Mike White, and we're going to do that. Allison Silverio here. We'll talk with her coming up, the head coach for the women's tennis team, wrapping up their season. And, again, Saturday – is when you'll be able to watch the Mexican U-20 team take on the Oregon women's soccer team here in Eugene. Meanwhile, though, for softball regionals, the Ducks get going at 5.30 against Albany on Thursday. Mike White, I got a chance to catch up with the Oregon softball head coach in his office earlier today. All right. So there's a lot to talk about. Regionals are in Eugene again. They're on Thursday again. We'll tell you about that. Um, Mike White, head coach, Oregon softball, our guest. Uh, let, let's start with the fact that you guys are Pac-12 champs for five of the last six years. Just, just What went through your mind when you guys were able to get that done at Berkeley? And, and just how much, I guess, pride do you get out of that? You've been the kings of the conference and queens of the conference the last few years.
6: I, I was really surprised that um, it took only three losses you know i mean i really thought that five six losses was gonna yeah, be the one to win this thing and um you know so i, I was just communing proud of my team i mean to go through the whole season and just lose three games and in, in this tougher conference this year tremendous feat and just shows that um we were uh really good over a length of time of the season um uh, now it's changes of course now it's all into who's best on the week but um for that part of the season i thought we had a good blend of pitching hitting and defense
4: I'm curious about what you just said where you go through this long ride of a season and it's all to get the seeding at the end. You guys accomplished that goal. You're the number one overall seed for the second time in program history. How do you flip that mentality of it's not about the long journey now? Now it's about what's happening right in front of
6: us. Well, the essence of the game doesn't change, and that's what you got to focus on. You know, and, and what is pressure? Pressure is all perceived. It's nothing that's really physically that's out there, unless you're in a you know in a in a water chamber or something. But um, you know, it, it really is that. And, and being number one, you can add more pressure. You can add pressure to everything if you want to. But really, the game itself doesn't know that. The game's going to reward the team it does the fundamentals the best, plays the best on the day, and that's what we got to do. We got to come. Out and we got to play the best. Those other teams don't travel out here because they want to lose. They're coming out here to beat us and we understand that and we've got to be ready. For the last 7 8 years
4: that I've been around this program, I've often heard you talk about the fact that the game doesn't know things. Your team is starting to really buy into that. I've heard that your team say that a lot. I mean, how do you instill that mentality into them that hey, it really is it's every day.
6: I think it's consistency. I mean, I, I mean obviously, I, I think I've had some pretty good things happen over the time, like keep it real and some other things that are really, you know, kind of cool. uh, pretty cool, I think, but, you know, but we haven't really repeated them. We haven't stayed with them. This is something I'm staying with because um, it's the truth. It really rewar- – the game rewards the team that plays the best, bottom line. So you're keeping it real is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I'm keeping it real, and, and they the got to understand – that's the other thing about pe- – pressure too. You can make this bigger than what it really is, but let's put it in perspective. It's not as as life-shattering or Earth shattering is, is some of these other things could be happening to you as a person.
4: You guys have had a lot of success in regionals in your tenure here at Oregon. What have been some of the keys to to the success in the regional round? How do you keep that going this year?
6: Well, obviously pitching. I mean, I think we've had good pitching uh, since I've been here. You know, starting with Jess Moore, Chris Hovingay, um, you know, Sharon Hawkins, and and you know, so on and so on. It just that's been the, the really the, the key to it all. And of course, I think our defensive play and the consistency of having the same assistant coaches here, the consistency of the program right now. You know, we've had Chelsea Spence here for five, six years, and same with Jimmy Colitis. And uh, I think we're starting to know each other better. We're starting to uh, coach so that's consistency in the program. Um, and uh, seniors are actually doing a lot of coaching themselves. They're turning the program over. They're policing the program. Um, so they know what it is to be an Oregon Duck right now, and we've got that kind of uh, consistency happening.
4: With this team, how do you approach a regional? you got, it looks like now, three arms that you can use. Uh, what's the plan for the pitching rotation
6: without Giving too much away. <laughs> well, obviously there's choices I could could do. You know, um, I think you know Megan's still our, our number one, because of um, you know who she's faced this year and what she's done. Um, I think she's proven that. So, uh, but everything else would be to set ourselves set ourselves up to put us in a good situa- a good position. We know that the teams coming in are very good, uh, especially Drake's got a great pitcher, uh, six foot one, has got a really low ERA and throws pretty hard. So um, that's going to be a tough matchup for us. BYU's been here before; they know what we're about they're familiar with us as coaches and our players um you know and um you know having to play thursday is a good thing for i think Uh, it's not all bad uh and then of course albany you know i mean they're a a little bit of a a, unknown you know out there but uh you know they won their conference and they had a good season How much footage could you really find on Albany this year? (laughs) Very little. I mean, we got some stuff on Drake. We got some stuff on BYU. Of course, they have their own TV station. So we're able to snag some stuff there. But Albany is very difficult to find some stuff on.
4: I figured it would help having your own TV station when BYU comes to town.
6: Does the Thursday schedule really matter all that much? You said it's kind of an advantage, maybe. Well, you know, we were going to take Monday off and, and give give the girls off, so we had to we practice Monday. You know, so we decided to do that because of uh, you know we want to go over some things and make sure we we're ready for them and etc. So it, it speeds everything up a little bit, just like we got to try and find tape and get it cut up and everything else. You know, it just accelerates it. But then on the backside of it. We got one extra day, you know, to figure out if we, hopefully if we come through this regional, you know, we get one extra day to get ready for the Super Regional.
4: You talked with the media after the selection show about Maggie Ballin and how she's come on the last couple of weeks. Uh, how do you plan to use her? And, and maybe how much has she just improved? What's her confidence
6: level at heading into this postseason? Yeah. Well, with the big thing we were looking for was her velocity be up and uh, her consistency. Now, she, had, she got behind a few times in that, um, and, and it's been – part of her problem is getting behind not as much velocity I think just trying to perfect pitch a little bit um, so we're working on that and we're identifying it but I think she could be someone we could use in a matchup situation like if I need someone that's I uh, need to throw rise balls against or screw balls or something like that it could be that specific matchup um, you know it could be one time through the order kind of like I did on, on Sunday I thought she did a great job I gave her a goal of one time through the order and she did it and she did it very well you know through a, shut, you know, through a shutout for three innings
4: Megan Kleiss, Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. She credited being the Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year in large part due to the defense behind her. You talked with the media after the selection show about the defense. Is this the better,
6: the, one of the better defensive teams that you've had heading into the postseason? Well, Megan's kind of being nice because she also has more strikeouts as she's ever had before. You don't have to do too much defense with strikeouts other than your catch. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, she's been a huge part of that. But Definitely. I mean, you look at Jenna, Jenna Lilly, and, and I, I think I mentioned this to someone else, is that when you go through and you're looking for all defensive selections for the uh, Pac-12, I looked at Jenna's numbers. She had 100, over 153 assists at third base, which was like 50, 30 to 40 more than anybody else at any position, you know, other than catcher, of course. But um, So it was like, wow, this kid. And, and part of it is because of her range. she gets the ball people don't usually get to, and she makes very few errors, especially throwing errors. And so she has been a huge part of our defense, and of course, I think we're stronger in the outfield than we've been before. I think Mack had one more year to get ready. She still takes some routes that are a little suspect every now and then, we talked to her about that. But then again on on Saturday, she took a great route to a ball. Um, So, you know, it's just a matter of her having to play out there a little bit more. Rhodes has always been pretty good in the outfield, and Cruz has been just phenomenal this year, both with the bat and with around
4: You mentioned the range of Jenna Lilly. I feel like this year I've seen DJ Sanders take away a lot of balls up the middle. Is that because Jenna's able to get to a lot of those? You can do some different things defensively, guard against base hits up the middle a little bit?
6: Absolutely. And, you know, even Megan Kleist noticed that she said there's some balls hit, and I'm going, oh, that's a hit. And she turns around and DJ's got it, you know. So uh, DJ is a lot better to her left side than her right side. And so having Jenna guarding her on that side really helps as well. Uh, And then, of course, you've, you've got a kid like Moose who can stretch for the best of them. She may be five foot three, but she can stretch like a 6-footer. <laughs>
4: That's the key at first base. Uh, I, I'm curious. We talk a lot about peaking at the right time with coaches, and I'm sure that everybody else has asked you this question this week. You feel like you're peaking at the right time with this team.
6: Well, it's a good question. I mean, we want to be playing our best ball this time of year, obviously, and, and I think that our stretch run here, I don't know how many we won on a row there in the Pac-12 to win it, but against some pretty good teams, um, I think we've, we're very consistent. Uh, we found ways to win games. Sometimes we weren't as, uh, you know, different people stepped up. Like, you know, Mia Camuso, who's got, might be our lowest batting average on our starting nine or close to it, actually got the big hit to, to help win us a conference championship outright. You know, so there's been different people stepping up each time. And of course, you know, with crews coming up through the lineup, and, you know, Lily and, and Mac have always been pretty consistent for us. All right, Coach, I
4: could ask you about. 5,000 different questions, but I know you got a lot of work to do, so I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Good luck out there at the Jane. I know it's always fun to play at home, and good luck in the regionals.
6: Yeah, man, keep keep bringing that support at the Jane. We know it's a a tough place for people to play, and, uh, man, go Ducks.
4: Coach, Oregon softball getting ready for the regional, which begins on Thursday. I said it was a jam-packed day full of interviews. It is. Allison Silverio, head coach, Oregon Women's Tennis, now joining me to my left. So you're on a plane again on Sunday?
5: Sunday. You got it.
4: All right, check so we'll,
5: out to the East Coast.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say why well, you could have just stayed out there. I mean, it, yes. at that rate, the the flight back might be more than just the hotel, wouldn't it?
5: That's right. Well, that <laughs> that was the goal, uh, but we we ended up having to come back a little sooner than we planned. But we're excited to go back for for our individuals.
4: So we'll talk about the team, uh, what went right against Tennessee, and honestly, what went right against Duke. Sure. We'll talk about that, um, okay. and then the individuals, uh, which will get rolling. Actually, with a couple ducks, both on the men and the women's side. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, One break, and then we're back with women's tennis head coach Allison Silverio. Stick with us. Duck Insider here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened? We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle, and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders. Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at corsonjohnsonlaw.com. The law in you is a community service
3: and does not replace the advice of an attorney. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Duck Insight from IMG. I've got the water, energy bars, and camera. I think we're set for the hike. Almost. We need
5: to protect our skin. Don't forget your wide-brimmed hat and sunscreen.
3: All right. I've got the hat. I've got SPF 30. Will that work?
5: Yeah, anything 15 or higher
1: is good. Just make sure it says broad spectrum.
3: Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go.
1: Learn more at cdc.gov/cancer.
5: Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I
0: love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information.
4: on Duck Insider presented by Point Community Credit Union live here at the Duck Store. We purchase Sport the Ducks past, present, and future. Allison Silverio, our guest, Oregon women's tennis head coach. I said it was a jam-packed show full of interviews today. Uh, You're back from the East Coast. Yes. So we were just talking during the break about what is really unprecedented success with both the men's and the women's tennis teams making runs in the NCAA tournament Mm -hmm. at the same time. You guys both got a victory in the first round. I mean, that had to be pretty cool to to be feeding off each other. Is that a fair way to say it?
5: Definitely. Definitely. It's always exciting when both programs are doing well because, again, we're out always supporting each other. We're practicing around the same time. So we see all the hard work and just dedication and passion that's gone into the whole season. And so for us to both advance to the round of 32 was was great.
4: Alyssa Tobito will be playing in the singles championships coming up in, uh, what, about a week now? Yep. So you guys will be on a plane. Eight days, (laughs) yeah, because it starts next Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, You guys, of course, will be on a plane back to the East Coast. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned that before we... Forget about it and look back on the season. <laughs> but if I could, yes. let's look back on the season a little bit. Uh, take us through the, the regional. You guys got that win in, over Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's worth pointing out again that that was the first time since 2004 that the women's tennis program here at Oregon had had a win in the NCAA tournament.
5: Yes, that's correct.
4: Congratulations Thank on that. You. I mean, that's well done. And th- the you. program that you've built, it's been a lot of fun for me to see it grow. What, what kind of worked out and worked right against Tennessee and, and, frankly, against number three Duke as well?
5: Yes. Well, we knew going in Tennessee was going to be a battle. I mean, they are a gritty, feisty team. Um, mm. They fight extremely hard. And so we we were prepared for that. And our, I really believe the preparation that we had all through our season, through the regular season and then in the conference and – then going into the NCAA tournament, we were we were ready, and our team was just not going to be denied. Mm. And it was a tight, <laughs> tight, close match. Uh, we ended up, you know, losing the doubles point, and you got to go out and win four singles if you're going to yeah. advance. And so the girls knew, and we came out firing, and um, you know we were able to just be tougher in the in the pressure moments and really level up. Uh, so were you
4: white knuckled, grinding your teeth the whole time? I mean, what what <laughs> what, what is Coach Silverio I, <laughs> doing in that situation?
5: Honestly, again, I felt our preparation was where it needed to be. So I was doing my normal routine with the, with the coaching and you know going in between to each player during the changeover, and we focused on the game plans and we we tried to remove as much as we can a lot of the doubt. Uh, going into the matches so we keep it simple the players know their identities and um, that was a fun it was a fun match on both sides you know hats off to Tennessee for sure because they played a great match we were just able to get the W
4: then you got a tough draw against number three Duke hosting the regional uh, that's a good team traditionally a very good team yes Uh, and you guys had them on the ropes there a little bit
5: we did we did uh Duke does have a very rich tradition in their women's tennis programs, and we were we were right there, as you said. We had them on the ropes, and um, our girls, our team, we put it all out there. And I felt that day Duke did a little bit better with leveling up and playing the tougher points better, uh, whereas the day before we were able to capitalize on those and uh, then moving. To Duke, they they did that better than us um, on Saturday. But
4: helps when you're at home, doesn't it? It does.
5: Yes. Yeah. Yes. The at, but the atmosphere was great. I mean, we had actually a ton of a ton of fans there. Nice. My my parents came out. We nice. had some other parents come out. So we had a great. You they know, were the
4: loudest in the cheering session. That's right. <laughs>
5: all, all of our a lot of our support staff was able to make it yeah. for the trip. So we uh we definitely were feeding off the energy and our 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 friends our families our fans this year have been unbelievable and the support has been great so that was you know we performed we performed at a high level and yes we did come up a little bit short but i believe we we grew a ton as a team this year and our belief is just continuing to grow and it's it's exciting for next season well i
4: was gonna say you know i i know that the the, the loss is still fresh kind of like but you know you, you can't you got to let it process a little bit I guess before I ask you this question but you can learn a lot from a, a, a match like that right against the number three totally. team in the country on the road had them on the ropes I mean that's got to be a confidence builder once you, you kind of get over the loss right as a team yes. is that is that a fair assessment uh, I mean very
5: fair so that actually very
4: happens that's not just a broadcaster like no, saying, oh you, yeah that must happen you've got it okay no
5: you've got it it is it's again obviously Duke is a very very well coached just a very good team Uh, they're three in the country they've proven themselves this whole year and we went in there and gave them everything we had and like I said yes we did come up a little bit short but so many lessons we learned about just even having to be that much more perfect with the little details and that's what separates the good teams from the great teams right. and so as as we continue to take care of more and more details and get better and continue to develop we're we're gonna be there
4: in eight days <laughs> Alyssa Tobito will participate in the singles championship tennis is a little different where you have your team championships mm-hmm. and then you also have the individual and doubles championships coming up uh, next week eight days from now some keys to success for her now as an individual
5: Alyssa is playing her best tennis that she's ever played. Uh, actually, at, at regionals during NCAA's, she she didn't get to finish either of her singles matches. But she was playing, you know, ranked opponent against Tennessee, and then a top ten ranked opponent at Duke. Yeah. Uh, and I truly believe she was going to win that match, but we did abandon it since since the team match was completed. But Alyssa is don't you going... wish
4: sometimes those would get finished? <laughs> I do. Sorry to interrupt. I but do, I just, but I... that there's always there's always been a couple times where I see that in a match I'm like oh, I want to see how that one ended yes so, anyway,
5: yes, um but no, she like I said, alyssa is playing her best tennis I mean she is in the best physical shape of of her career and again our our whole staff, our strength coach um our assistant coach, I mean our nutritionist, everyone our athletic trainer I mean everyone has just done so well making sure Alyssa and all of our girls are where they need to be and uh, I think the the biggest goal for Alyssa going into the tournament is sustaining the consistency that she's been able to these last, you know, these last I'd say couple of months so uh, she's ready she's determined, she's been preparing extremely well, she's playing just smart, disciplined tennis and it's it's exciting to watch
4: Melissa well, uh, and then Nia Rose are your only seniors yes also. so you have a lot coming back next we do. year I mean that has to be exciting for a coach when you have a lot of pieces that are returning yes
5: right? yes our, we have you know five of our top six returning mm-hmm. and um, five of our top doubles players returning so it's the future is bright uh this was certainly a a tough loss for us and obviously we wanted to continue to make a run but again we've gained so much belief and we're going to learn and we have already but we're going to continue to learn from this experience that we had this season.
4: Some of the off-season goals for the team what do you work on in the off-season what's the schedule look like?
5: The off-season so the summer is we don't we cannot require any tournaments or uh, we can't schedule anything essentially but You know, over these next few weeks, after we finish uh, coming back from individuals, hopefully with some hardware, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll sit down with each of our players and go over our developmental plans for the summer and put together goals uh, that they'll want to achieve. And we usually pick one to two areas that we're looking to develop over the summer. Um, Our girls are fortunate. They get to stay for summer school, and uh, we can also train during that time. So it's a great resource to have, and they can continue to to work out and gain in their strength and their fitness and I think that's that's such a big piece in the off season for us, especially because tennis is becoming so much more physical yeah um and so fitness is a huge huge piece and strength and so a big goal this summer will be will be the fitness side and again taking taking care of the details and um uh, developing those couple areas that we'll have planned out.
4: And before you know it, you'll be playing matches again in the fall.
5: That's right. <laughs> That's it right. really
4: is a year-round sport, isn't it? Is. It its I mean, you guys yes. do get that little break, but you're right back to when, when is your we first do. match in the fall, October?
5: Fall, we'll start with All-American Tournament, which is, yes, it's essentially the last – depending where the last weekend in September falls. So, yeah, it's right around that last weekend or first first week in October. You're back
4: before you know it. Yes. You're back before you know it. Well, but, safe travels out there. Thank you. I know that it'll be fun uh, to see Alyssa uh, Tobita competing. And, again, that'll be next week. We'll keep you up to date on Duck Insider with all the individuals, Thomas Laurent playing on the men's side as well. Uh, fun trip back yes, to the East Coast. Be.
5: It will. We're looking forward to <laughs> it. We can't to, wait. <laughs>
4: always back to the East Coast. Well, thank that's you right. so much for coming really,
5: on. Thank you. I
4: didn't mean to recap the season before it was really completely over.
5: No. That's I wanted to make
4: sure we could do it before we wrap things up on the course. show. So we'll catch okay. up with you in the fall. Okay. All right. Looking Alson forward Saverio, to it. Head coach, Oregon Women's Tennis, kind enough to join us. Uh, up next, we'll wrap up Duck Insider for today. Some news on Luke Jackson. Back after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
0: Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC insurance companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner, just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on.
3: i I'm talking Memphis oh. B-B-Q, the Memphis. Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up. BBQ, I'm talking Memphis BBQ. The Memphis Barbecue, Thick Burger, Carl's Jr., pick it up.
1: For a limited time at participating Carl's Jr. restaurants.
3: Duck Insider from IMG. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: Poly Radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight, a bit of lard on your hips and thighs, and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign.
3: This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC, by the University of Oregon, and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon.
4: Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law Firm. In life as in sports, you have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safer at CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The Corson Johnson Law Firm is a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. I'm Joey Mack. We're live here at the Duck Store where you purchase Sport the Ducks, past, present, and future. A lot of guests today, and my thanks to all of them for taking the time to join us. Allison Silverio wrapping up the team season, and Alyssa Tobito will be competing in the Individuals Tournament coming up next week. And I'm hoping to be able to chat with men's tennis head coach Neil Shelander after Thomas Laurent competes in the Individual Tournament on the men's side as well. Men's tennis and women's tennis, their season's coming to a close, but as we mentioned with Coach Silverio, they'll be right back at it in the fall before you know it. For Mike White, uh, my thanks to Coach White for letting me take some time out of every Tuesday since softball season started. We've talked with Coach White here on the show, and boy, Are they in a good position to continue to keep winning? They're at home at Jane Sanders Stadium Thursday when the regional begins. Ducks will play Albany at 5.30, following BYU and Drake, who play at 3 o'clock on Thursday at the Jane. That will then give the Ducks at least one extra day if everything goes according to plan and they advance to the Super Regional round. Ducks will have a little extra time to get ready for whoever they play in the Super Regionals because they don't have to play on Sunday. So a little bit short on the front end here, but then on the back end, Ducks may end up having quite the advantage. And Kat Mertz, uh, thanks again to joining us from the Oregon soccer team, the head coach for the Ducks, talking about their friendly against the Mexico U-20 national team. Four o'clock Saturday at Pape Field. Admission is free. They're even going to be raffling off some season tickets for the upcoming fall for women's soccer. Pretty cool. A lot of interviews on the show today and a lot of fun as well. Coming up on the show tomorrow, Senior Associate Athletic Director for Development H.J. Cohn will join us. H.J. is always a fun interview, and uh, (laughs) we're going to have some fun with them. Uh, We'll get back to that conversation about the Mount Rushmore of Oregon Athletics and also the Day of Giving for the Duck Athletic Fund and the University of Oregon as a whole. Also, the voice of Oregon softball, Mark Grandy, will join us tomorrow, breaking down the entire softball postseason. I'm Joey Mack. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
5: I
2: rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special.
0: Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Brought to you by understood.org and the ad council.
1: Alvin and the chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the ring cycle. Separate. Keep raw meats away from ready to eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. Bye and chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov.
3: You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.
1: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Pepper play sets. Pepper Pig, inspiring kid
2: confidence.